Raiders. Week five is in the books, and welcome back to the water cooler. Where we cover everything you need to know to not sound like an asshole at work. Speaking of covering, let's cover this Monday night football game. The Las Vegas Raiders over the Green Bay Packers at home, 17-13, in a game that every analyst I've ever met named Kyle V was taking the Green Bay Packers to win it and run away with it. I think you said they were going to win by like 30 or something. Now you're putting words in my mouth. I never said that. Um, But I, I was wrong about Jordan Love. I wasn't wrong about this game. I was wrong about how bad Jordan Love is. He threw three picks, made the Raiders look like a good defense, which they're not. Um, and Raiders got things done. Jimmy G did just enough. Um, and, you know, congrats, my friend. I'm happy for you. Thanks, man. It felt good-ish. You know how I'm like, what are we doing with this season? Where is it going to go? We're not going to get the first pick. We're probably not going to make the playoffs. So kind of in a little bit of purgatory here, purgatory here with the Raiders. But on Monday night, prime time, when the haters are out in full force, that one felt pretty fucking good. Yeah, you always want to win that one when everyone's watching. And uh, yeah, neither team's good, but Raiders were better tonight. They were. They got it done. Love to see it. Anything special to touch on there? Devontae had kind of a quiet game, didn't do much. Jimmy G didn't look great, but got it done. Like you said, Jordan Love with the three picks. That was probably the the main takeaway there. If he doesn't do that, they're probably winning the game easy. Yeah, you know, he really had only the one big play to uh, Christian Watson, and Watson got tackled inside the five, and the Packers had to settle for a field goal, and that really was the difference, you know, that – that they went up 13-10 there and the Raiders were able to get a touchdown and and that was all the points. If they get in the end zone there, then it, maybe it's a little different. Um, but yeah, again, you know, Jordan Love just turning the ball over, careless with the ball. The he had the one pick that he just threw directly to the defender. I don't I don't I have no idea what he could have possibly seen there that made him think that was a good idea. When they were showing that replay on the broadcast. They were showing the guy that was coming from like this, like the middle linebacker spot. Like, oh, maybe he didn't see this guy. It was like, well, what about the other guy that was also right there? Like, he probably would have picked it too. <laughs> yeah, just tough, tough look. That was a terrible throw. Okay, let's circle back to Sunday morning. We'll do the the whole week five slate little recap. It was kind of a weird week. We had a few head to heads that we'll get to throughout, where you kind of kicked my ass. And I just got to get something off my chest. Listen, I am not a very smart man. Maybe I don't know ball. But I don't give a shit. I'm going to be on here. I'm going to make my little dick jokes. I'm going to carry this thing along. And I'm going to give out some hot takes. And you can't fucking stop me. It's what the people are here for. You know, you've taken a bit of a host role in this podcast. And... Honestly, just in our friendship, you've always been a host. You're always the host. You're always, you know, involved and in, in getting the people going. And and I I appreciate that about you. And, you know, you can't have it all. It wouldn't be fair if you were also better at this than me. You know, if you're better at picking the games than me, that'd be a problem. That would be a problem. And you know what? You're a ball guy. 
Everyone's got to have a ball guy. You're my ball guy. I know ball. Appreciate you. All right, let's start it off with the in it game. That was a terrible London impression. The Jacksonville Jaguars, who spent the week in London, take on the Buffalo Bills, and the Jags pull it off 25 to 20. A little bit of an upset there. Yeah, definitely a little upset there. We really should have been on top of this uh, when we did the preview. Uh, the The Bills just really handled this travel situation terribly. They flew into London on Friday, and apparently they their whole plan to beat the jet lag and stuff was that they kept everyone awake all day Friday and then to try to get to bed at a normal time. That just that doesn't work. Like you and I have both traveled overseas. Jet lag's undefeated, man. You gotta you gotta get acclimated. You gotta you gotta get out there, get acclimated. I just don't understand why as a team you wouldn't get into, you know, make the trip a little earlier, especially when it's that far. Um, and it showed early in the game. They started super slow, went down 11-0 after the first quarter and just, you know, never really were able to get get into it. Yeah, 100%. I mean, they started off the game slow. They looked sluggish. They looked like shit until literally like the last two or three drives when it's like, oh, this is the Bills team that we saw beat the shit out the Dolphins. Looked like they could do anything they wanted on offense. Um, maybe you just chalk that one up to travel. Weird game. Yeah. They're not used to that kind of stuff. So it is what it is, but it's kind of nice to see the Jags uh, offense look good at least. they You know, their three main guys – Look decent all together at once for the first time, kind of all year. Yeah, it was a it was a really good fantasy game, even though there wasn't a whole like wasn't necessarily a shootout. Um, you know, Lawrence had a good day stat wise. Josh Allen, um, and Diggs went off. Ridley and um, Travis Etienne looked great. Etienne with two touchdowns. So yeah, it was you know both offenses got some things done, but. Ultimately, you know, Jags were able to hold them off. Yeah. Moving on, we got the battle of the news. New Orleans versus New England. The Saints beat the Patriots 34-0 to to drop the New England Patriots, led by Bill Belichick, to 1-4. and What an ugly, atrocious game that was. Yeah, the Patriots are a very bad team. Um, you know, we touched on it before, but... McCorkle Jones is not it. Um, another terrible day. Completed 12 passes on the day. Uh, actually, he completed 14, just two having to be to the other team. Um, just, you know, tough looks over there. The offense is awful. They really don't have much going on. We, When we did the preview, you know, we talked about how Carr looked pretty injured last week still. You know, maybe Bel- Belichick can dial some things up if he still can't get the ball down the field. But none of that mattered ultimately because the Patriots offense couldn't do shit. Yeah, they looked awful. And it's almost like a game where I don't even know if the Saints are good still. <laughs> I think the Patriots are just that bad. It's like hard to tell. That one just got out of hand pretty quick. I mean, they were scoring defensive touchdowns. Carr threw two touchdowns. Kamara looked good again. New England's just kind of a wasteland right now. I feel bad for Ramondre just out there kind of dying in purgatory. Yeah, Ramondre's a stud, but other than that, man, they are not good. At what, if you're Bill Belichick, at what point do you just walk away, man? Well, we talked about this last week. He can't. 
he can't stick to too much of this. No, it's it's disgusting. I, I feel bad for the man. He's a real sicko, though. He loves football, so he might do it till they take it away from him. That's true. Moving on, we got the Baltimore Ravens going into Pittsburgh and losing to the Steelers 17-10 to in a big AFC North matchup right there. This one played out pretty much how we thought it would. We both we both thought the Ravens would win ultimately. Um, but we knew if the Steelers found a way to win, it would be a weird game. And boy, was that a weird game. If you look at the score and you just see, oh, 17-10, like, oh yeah, the 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 Steelers must have scored two touchdowns and kicked a field goal at some point. No. They uh they kicked uh they kicked three field goals they got a safety and then they scored a touchdown and failed the two-point conversion so it was <laughs> a very weird game um ravens went up early looked pretty good early they went right down and scored um took the lead and then they you know got the ball back up 7-0 they're driving looking good again or in the second quarter and you know Lamar made a pass to Mark Andrews that Andrews catches probably nine out of 10 times and he dropped it in the end zone um, on second down. And then on third down, even more open and Lamar finds Bateman in the back of the end zone and just hits him right square in both hands with the ball was literally going to hit him in the chest and he drops it and it's incomplete and the Ravens have to kick a field goal. They go up 10 zero and they just don't score again. That Steelers defense is ridiculously good um and keeps them in games and they hung around enough for you know Pickett to connect with Pickens on one long one long pass and that's all she wrote that's all they needed honestly yeah. uh TJ Watt should be in consideration for like offensive player of the year because he does more for the Steelers offense than any other player they have yeah he really Puts does a good field position he's knocking the ball out. I mean that guy's a monster at Ravens offense, though, man, it feels like same shit, new year. We see this all the time. You're talking about the drop balls. I mentioned this to you earlier, but there was a tweet that said that at practice this week, they were they were practicing with rugby balls to work on catching the ball. That's the wrong fucking ball. Maybe that's yeah. why they're dropping it so much. Maybe practice with the real NFL football. Yeah, I, th- I think this week, um, hopefully they, they go ahead and, and practice with football. So that, that might help a little more. Yeah, it is frustrating though, frustrating though, because Lamar is so good and you want to see him at his highest capability, but it just feels like everything they put around him just turns to dust. Yeah. All right. Both those teams are three and two now. So a lot going on in that division. That's gonna be a tight one down the stretch. Moving on, we got the Houston Texans going down to Atlanta up for them, I guess. And the Falcons pulled out 21-19 in what was our beer bet. I could have swore the Texans went down and won it with a minute left. But Atlanta came back and gave you the win. Unless you're going to give me the two points that you promised me, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you know, I, I fully expected you to go go back on this. I, I try. We can run the tape back if you want. But I tried to give you the points. I sure did. Um, You claimed you didn't want them. So, you know it's not shocking that you're asking for it in hindsight, um, you know, begging for a push that one of the saddest things you could ever do. I mean, I just, the Atlanta Falcons were two point favorites. 
You picked the Atlanta Falcons. I just thought that's how the system worked. Pardon me for my <laughs> ignorance. I didn't know. Now I, I know. I, tried, now I know I, that Kyle V is a guy who doesn't <laughs> give the points. So I'll remember that. I tried to give you the points. You didn't want them. We'll run it back. No, but in all seriousness, I was watching this game and literally out of my chair when CJ Stroud took the boys down and took the lead late in the fourth quarter. I was pumped like it was my own team. And then Desmond Ritter came back and got some just chunks and chunks and chunks, little chunks at a time. They moved down the field. Young Wei Koo kicked it through. No doubt about it. Texans come home with a loss. It was a pretty good game. Yeah, um, both teams, you know, Pretty solid, probably playing a little bit above expectations overall. Um, but yeah, Ritter finally had a solid game um, throwing the ball. He looked pretty good. And the Texans defense has been decent, so it's not like it was a their complete slouch out there. Um, finally got uh, Kyle Pitts involved, had a good day. But it this ultimately, you know, it's almost one of those games where Coming into this, it felt like the Falcons were really close to having to make a decision at quarterback and maybe going to Heineke like we had talked about before. Um, and Ritter looking good ultimately might set him back a little bit because I still don't think he's that guy. Um, but he did enough to get the win. Um, he he connected his his lone touchdown pass was a little shuffle pass to uh, uh, or shovel pass to uh, Bijan who just basically looked like a basketball player crossing over defenders out there it was insane he, he's he's so good he's so fun to watch they got talent out there but still don't think Ritter's the guy but you know props to him for getting it done yeah if you haven't seen that sky cam footage of Bajan you got to go check it out it's poetry it's beautiful it really is and on your point with Ritter I agree I don't think Heineke's the guy either but at least no. he can throw the ball. Maybe, you know, they say you can't win with two quarterbacks. Or if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. But maybe they try it out. You just put them both back there. Whoever gets the snap, you're either throwing it or running it, depending on which no. way it goes. Don't hate that idea. Reinvent football. Arthur, Arthur Smith would probably love that, honestly. Oh, gets, man. gets one of the playmakers off the field. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Moving on, we got the Carolina Panthers going to Detroit. Where the Lions put the beat down 42 to 24 as the Lions move to four and one and drops the Panthers down to a lowly 0 and five. Very dominant performance from the Lions, who, you know, realistically, they're they're top, you know, they're probably top three team in the uh NFC. They're probably right below the Eagles and Niners in regards to contenders in the NFC. They definitely look like easily the best team in that NFC North. They should run away with that division, no problem. Um, and, yeah, just a dominant performance. Jared Goff getting things done, thrown for three touchdowns. Montgomery looking great again out there. They didn't have Amon Ra, their best receiver, and they just handled business. They're really, really good team. Um, Panthers on the flip side, pretty concerning game. Um, Bryce Young continues to just – you know, make some mistakes out there that it's it's kind of concerning. He he makes some throws that you just don't want to see. Like whether he's a rookie or not, he's making a couple decisions that you know he definitely wasn't making at Alabama. Um, but you know, again, they don't have a whole lot of talent out there, so he's he's working with what he can. 
Yeah, 100%. When Adam Thielen is your wide receiver one, that's not a great start. He had a great game, 11 for 107 and a touchdown. He's been actually pretty damn good this year, but going into the season, you don't feel great about that. No doubt about it. Not much else to say here. I mean, the, the Lions did what we expected them to do. They handled business. They ran the ball down their throats. They played good defense. They, they pretty much dominated in all aspects of the game there. Next up, we got the Tennessee Titans against the Indianapolis Colts. And the Colts pulled out the dub 23-16 to uh, despite losing Anthony Richardson halfway through the game and Gardner Minshew having to come out, close it up. Yeah, good uh, good performance from the Colts there. Like you said, you know, um, Richardson getting hurt's a, a big concern. He's going to miss some time with a shoulder sprain. That's already the third game out of their five where he's had to leave early. Um, and, you know, just concerning because he's a young, exciting quarterback and, and hopefully he can find ways to protect himself a little bit more um, to stay out on the field. But yeah, you know, Shane Steichen, the new Colts coach, has that offense looking pretty darn good. Um, you know, only scoring 23, not not a great performance, but they're going on nice long drives, keeping the Titans off the field and really put that game away. Um, and, you know, it was a spot where we, I think we were both on the Titans. We both expected them to come out and look pretty good. But, um, yeah, the Colts got things done. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, they only scored 23 points, but they ran the ball amazingly well against the Titans defense that hasn't given up a, a 100 yards to a single rusher in like a year and a half or something crazy like that. They've been really, really good up front, forcing teams to throw the ball, which unfortunately they can do very well against the Titans most of the time. But um, kudos to the Colts. They got a interesting offense and a lot of playmakers, and especially when Anthony Richardson's healthy, healthy. Going forward, they're going to be a pretty fun team to watch. Yeah. DeAndre, DeAndre uh, Hopkins throwing it back a little bit, too. That was nice to see. Yeah, Hopkins looked really good out there. Hopefully they can keep him rolling um, for the Titans. It, for the Colts, too, you got to – you know, they they got Jonathan Taylor back his first game. They gave him a nice contract, uh, three years, like $43 million, I believe. Solid contract for sure. Um, but you have to wonder, like the whole debate with – like how to pay running backs, how much are they really worth, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's pretty ironic that in the game that Taylor comes back and he's pretty limited with his snaps, obviously, first game back. And his backup, Zach Moss, goes for 23, 165, and two touchdowns. And he's making so much less money. And you got to just wonder, you know, Jonathan Taylor, great player, why the fuck are they paying that much money? Why why pay him like that unless you're unless you're a team that's like a piece away? Like it's it's tough to allocate that much money to us to running back spot when you can get really good production from other guys and you need a lot lot more around him too. Yeah, CMC makes that kind of money for the Niners, and it hundred percent makes sense. That's what they do, you know, yeah. and they use them in a ton of different ways. For the Colts, especially after Jim Irsay, their owner, was kind of out front and vocal about the running back position, and those guys tend to burn through the league faster, and one day they're there, one day they're gone, and the league moves on without them. Why did you go through all that, have all that drama, have him miss four games, just to give him what he wanted anyways, when you've proven in the four games without him that you don't actually really need him to at least be at this level of football? 
Yeah. Yeah, they were two and two without him in a year where there wasn't much expectations. And yeah, it's it's pretty interesting over there. But hey, they got the win. They're three and two, they're first place in that division. They got a shot in that division. Absolutely. Anyone could win that division. I feel like the fucking Raiders could go win that division, probably. Maybe. Let's not get too crazy though. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, next up, we got the New York Giants going down to Miami where the Dolphins put it on them 31 to 16 to move the Dolphins to four and one on the year. This was the uh, handle business game of the week. Dolphins just, you know, scoreline's a little closer than the game probably was. It was never that close. Tua didn't have his A game through two picks, which is uncharacteristic for him. But you know they they got things done. They um, had some big plays. Got a big one from Tyreek. Had a big run from um, a, a. I keep I keep wanting to say a chain. A chain. A chain. A chain. Devon. Devon. A chain. Big run. Let's just, big let's run. just say he's like a a Kobe kind of guy. Like one name, first name, Devon. Devon. I like it. I like it. Uh. But yeah, big plays there. Uh, Devon on his run had he reached the highest sprint speed of the season. I believe he's at like twenty one point seven miles per hour, just insane. Um, but not to be outdone, Tyreek on his long run hit twenty two miles per hour, and now the top seven uh, fastest sprint speeds of the season all belong to Miami Dolphins. So you know it's just a just a track meet out there. I mentioned it um, in the chat on Sunday while we were watching, but um, Devon just like it's so rare watching an NFL game and being like that guy is so much faster than everyone. And the Dolphins have like literally three or four guys that are like that every week where it's like he's they're literally just faster than everyone. It's pretty nuts. And, and I know that they're coming off a loss to the Bills where so, you know, they're not like running away with the AFC or, or completely reinventing football or anything. But you see some of these plays where, McDaniel just schemes to get one of those fast guys in a little bit of open space, lets them run hella fucking fast and good things happen. It's like, yeah. why doesn't everybody do that? Like, yeah. why don't we yeah. all get the fast guys? And I mean, <laughs> Raiders have been trying that for 30 years. They just didn't get the part where you have to scheme them into the open space. Yeah. Yeah. They just straight line speed, baby. straight line, baby <laughs> run fast. But yeah, on the flip side, Waller looked good, had a really good game, but Daniel, can I read a stat, sad stat line, Daniel Jones? Uh, 14 for 20, very respectful, uh, respectable there, but for 119 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Just so just lame, just a lame. Like that stat line is – that's the uh, the the equivalent of what Daniel Jones looks like. That's what that stat line is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's not like uh, you know they were winning and and running the ball; they were losing the entire game. So yeah. to only throw it twenty times, it's like they don't trust that guy. No, and yeah, that's just a sad contract. But yeah, tough. Giants got another tough, uh, tough couple games coming up, and it's gonna continue to get bad over there. Yeah, that's pretty awful. One and four in New York City. It's gonna get uh, that people are gonna get vocal about how bad that team is. It was nice to see Waller finally have a little bounce back game though. As a Raider fan, got a little soft spot for him. So love seeing the Wallers do something out there. Moving on, we got your Philadelphia Eagles improving to five and zero with a twenty three fourteen over the Rams in L.A. How you feeling? 
feel real good, real good. They started a little slow. Um, you know, Rams got Cooper Cup back and he looked really good. I, I think he had five catches for like 50 some yards on the first drive. Um, Puka Nakua still looked good too. He caught a long touchdown. Um, you know, it was it was a weird slow game. Kind of uh, Eagles got the ball first and went right down and scored, but the Rams went it went down and answered right after. Um, and the Eagles actually went down fourteen to ten um, with thirty seconds left in the half. I think the Eagles got the ball back with thirty two seconds, um, and they went for it. They they went down and they got a big play to AJ Brown. Uh, got down the field quick and they ultimately ended up on the one yard line with two seconds left and they ran the brotherly shove on the last play of the half got into the end zone and we're up three at half and that was a huge turning point big momentum uh, swing there you know a lot of coaches talk about being aggressive and going for it and and things like that but Nick Sirianni really does back it up and he's about that life and I think the team responds really well to that um a lot of coaches you know get that ball with 30 seconds left and they just you know run run the ball run a screen pass see if they can pick up yards and if they don't they just let the clock run out um go down the half go into the half down down 14 10 instead but no eagles went for it got the lead um and the second half adjust adjustments from the defense were really good they shut them out the second half and limited cup and um just a, a real dominant game out there yeah, they looked they looked pretty damn good. Handled business, uh, shut out the second half, like you said. It was nice to see Hurts throwing that deep ball. I mean, you know, they he's slowly looking like the guy that could have won the MVP last year. Ran all over him. But be honest, when you saw Cup come out there and catch those first few passes, were you just sweating it like this is gonna be a long ass day? Yeah, when when it started like that, I was like oh this is fun like our secondary sucks like this is really really cool you know and um but they adjusted they they adjusted well and that second half was you know just real dominant they took cup away and the defensive line got after stafford the 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 thing with the eagles too is in the trenches they're so good and they really shut down the run games and once you get to a spot where you know they have to throw they got the rushers as well to get after the quarterback yeah. so it's a it's fun to watch when they get after it like that like um jalen carter had uh two sacks reddick had uh sacks on third and fourth down of the rams last drive just you know just real dominant stuff there they got some dudes out there jalen carter looking like the steal of the century man that guy's a freaking monster literally a monster he's insane he is insane he's he's getting double teamed like as a rookie and i mean the the clips i see of him on twitter it's like it's it's like porn down there he's just throwing double teams off and getting to the quarterback and it's like man the eagles got this guy for the next decade it like makes me so happy yeah you gotta love that next up we got the cincinnati Bengals getting back on track going to arizona and winning 34 to 20. You called it here. I was on the Cardinals, but the Bengals showed the fuck up. Their offense looked great and they just pretty much stuck it to them the whole game and, and didn't pull off the brakes. Yeah, big, big game from Burrow. Good bounce back game. He looked he looked his best by far. Um, he was actually mobile in the pocket, which was good to see. 
that's when he's at its at his best. Um, but yeah, Cardinals made things interesting. They're they're a tough team. They're not they're not an easy out. You know, they they compete. After going down 10-0 through the first quarter, they actually came back, took a lead, and made things interesting. Um, Dobbs, you know, didn't look great out there through two picks, but you know, they were in in the game. Um, but ultimately, you know, Bengals got it done. Jamar Chase just having a day. Like, talk about backing up your yourself. You know, last week talking about how he's always open, and then this week he was literally always fucking open and got the ball a lot. Yeah, and then dropping that tweet with the 7-Eleven just to let the world know. Yeah, just reminding him he's always open. Just love to see it. Love You know, if you have a top receiver in the league, like, you know, both both of us do. You know, Raiders got Raiders got Devontae Adams, Eagles got AJ Brown. You want them to have that fire. You want that like you want them to be pissed off when they're not getting the ball because they feel like they're always open. And then they, you know, when you watch the tape and 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 look at it, it's like, you know what, they're they're right. We should probably just throw it to them a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. That was nice to see. And I agree. You got a you got a number one wide receiver, a legit. They got to be a little bit of a diva, man. That's what the NFL was built on. Exactly. That's <clears throat> you know, that's what that's what makes these guys great. Yeah, hundred percent. Kind of felt bad for a boy, Josh Dobbs. Like you mentioned, he had a couple picks. It was felt like a game where he really had to go out and try and win it. You know, they were getting down, and yeah, you know, maybe he's not that guy. He's been serviceable though. He's doing what he can, but uh, felt like the NFL kind of caught up to him a little bit there. Yeah, f- 15 for 32 and two picks is <laughs> not not great. He did have two touchdowns, so. He'll bounce back. Yeah. All right, moving on. We got the New York Jets going to Denver, pulling out the win 31-21 over the Broncos and a nice little revenge win for Nathaniel Hackett going against his former team. Yeah, big win there for the Jets. Um, just another weird game. Safety and score lines were weird. Ends up as a normal look in 31-21, but it was anything but that. It was, you know, weird, weird plays around. But um, yeah, Russell Wilson did not look very good. That Jets defense is pretty good. Um, but Brees Hall got going. It was good to see him bouncing back. Um, this is where he tore his ACL last year. So it was cool to see him come back and he had a long 77 yard touchdown. Um, but yeah, I, I feel real dumb for thinking that Zach, Zach Wilson maybe found something last week. Um, cause he, he, he's still not good. Well, you probably felt like, you know, dozens of milfs in the, uh, New York tri-state area, putting their faith in Zach Wilson to carry them for longer than half a game. Yeah. When realistically all he's good for is a little soaking. Just a little soak in the water, buddy. I, I have a embarrassing stat for the Broncos here. Um so they're five weeks five weeks into the season. Um and the here's who the Broncos have lost to so far. They're one and four, and they're four losses. They've lost to their former head coach Josh McDaniels with the Raiders there. They lost to their former defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio, with the uh, Washington Commanders. They lost to their former head coach, Vic Fangio, who's now the defensive coordinator with the Dolphins um, in that game where they gave up 70. 
they also lost to their former ball boy, Mac, Mike McDaniel, in that same game, who's, you know, Dolphins head coach. Couldn't even get an interview with the Broncos uh, for whatever reason. And then they also lost to their former head coach uh, this week, Nathaniel Hackett, and the Jets. So it's really tough scenes out there. You know, they, they, they're kind of... Honestly, they're one, they're one of the worst outlooks for any team in the league right now. They don't have much of anything going on over there. Not a lot of not not much young promising stars and and just not a good outlook over there right now. No, they mortgaged the future to Seattle to get Russell Wilson. Now Seattle's reaping the benefits of these young guys. I mean, their secondary is looking phenomenal with these studs out there. And like I said, the Broncos have nothing to build on besides Sean Payton, but that might be a fucking decaying foundation right there. Yeah, Sean, Sean Payton's going to get old fast over there. I think so. All right, moving on. We got the Kansas City Chiefs going to Minnesota and beating the Vikings 27-20. to 20. It was a decent game, but Vikings put up a little fight all the way to the end. But the major news coming out of that one was Travis Kelsey rolling his ankle and putting the next you know couple weeks in jeopardy for him. Yeah, it seems like Kelsey will at least miss their next game because they play Thursday night. Um, tough for tough for him there, but they do they do play the Broncos. They should be okay without without him for that one. Um, hopefully, he doesn't miss too much more. Um, but yeah, Vikings put up a fight. Uh, they they weren't bad out there. They hung around. Um, they definitely, you know, they got pretty screwed late. It was a weird weird play. Flag was thrown for pass interference. They end up waving it off. Chiefs guy takes off his helmet uh, right by the ref, which is, you know, always a pretty – that's always an immediate flag. Mm-hmm. Um, it's supposed to be like an automatic flag. Yeah, it's supposed to be automatic. And he he did it right in front of a ref, and the, the ref can be seen, like, telling him to put his helmet on. Like, yeah. just really weird scenes over there. Um, You're telling me the Kansas City Chiefs are getting favorable calls in the NFL? you know i'm shocked yeah color me shocked you know uh you you and i both know it personally too it's tough you see him twice a year they got us in the super bowl just tough but yeah rumor rumor has it you know they want they want to keep uh the swifties interested and i wouldn't be surprised if they give travis kelsey the most the best drugs on earth to get him on the field so he doesn't miss any time Oh, that's a lot of revenue. That's a lot of eyes you're going to miss out on if he misses another game. Exactly. Another guy, another story from that one. I shouldn't disrespect Justin Jefferson like this. Pulled his hammy, uh, missed a chunk of the game. So he had a quiet day. So two of the top talents in the NFL getting hurt in this one is tough to see. Yeah, and Jefferson might miss some time too. And that's that's one to kind of monitor too because Vikings are one of four. Um, Cousins in his last year of the contract, they're, they got to – consider if they get to a point where they lose a few more games like why not shut things down try to trade cousins and and go for one of the top quarterbacks and and yeah like kick off the rebuild fast rather than you know finishing in that purgatory like you talked about with the raiders um vikings have enough talent to definitely you know get to six wins um even in a bad year but do you want that probably not no, I don't think so. It's it's tough to get you know NFL players to buy into that, but you gotta do what's best for the team at the end of the day. Now, really quick, the the Chiefs lost their first the opener to the Lions, the Thursday night opener. They've won four straight. 
do you feel like they're that Chiefs team, or it kind of feels like something's a little bit off? I don't think they are like that Chiefs team, that super dominant one, but I do think they're still just a team that gets things done. And as long as you have Patrick Mahomes, um, you're going to be in every game. And if you play like, so there's some teams out there like the Vikings for one Vikings have played a lot of close games last year. They won a lot of them this year. They're losing all of them. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're a team like the Vikings, you don't want to play a lot of close games because you, you know, it's more of a coin flip. If you're the chiefs, you invite all the close games you want because you have Patrick Mahomes. It's yeah, you're not worried, you know. You got Mahomes, and then Andy Reid is just a fucking winner. That's what he does. Exactly. Let's wrap it up with what was supposed to be the game of the week. The Dallas Cowboys were three and one, one of the favorites for the NFC going into Santa Clara, just to get the fucking shit beat out of them, forty-two to ten. Dak Prescott three picks. And they looked like uh, different leagues out there. What do you think? Very tough scenes out there for the Cowboys. Uh, Whack Prescott showing up and, you know, just throwing the ball to the wrong team a lot. It's it's not ideal. It's one of the first games where they asked him to do a lot and um, he couldn't come through. And that's got to be concerning for them going forward. Yeah, he basically just said, nah, I'm good. Yeah. And and then do it. exactly. And then in, in turn, the defense kind of switched and said that because they kind of kept them in it for a little while. And then, but after that second pick Niners take over deep in their territory, they ran one toss play and just took it to the house. And you could tell the defense was kind of just thinking, you know, let's uh let's, we're not doing this right now. Yeah. And I think probably the scariest thing, if you're a Cowboys fan is they didn't even have to try hard. Christian McCaffrey didn't have like a great game. He didn't do anything crazy. Jordan Mason led the team in rushing. They didn't even have Elijah Mitchell. That's the third string running back making you look silly. So that was a dominating win for the Niners. Put the league on notice. I don't think anyone can say shit about Purdy anymore. Um, He's very, very, very good at doing what he needs to do. Yeah, he's elite in that system. Um, All things considered there for him. It's set up so nicely for him. He's and he gets the job done. Um, you know, Kittle looked great tonight, hadn't had a touchdown all year, and he had three. Um, repping his fuck Dallas shirt underneath the jersey. That's a big day. Yeah, you gotta love seeing that as oh, an Eagles fan. That's it. something I think that America can get behind. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a good thing for the people of the United States, you know. Um also, after the game, we had some comments, Micah Parsons, saying that, you know, he thinks it's going to go different the next time around, blah, blah, blah. I don't know how you come out and say something like that. And then Debo responded and said, yeah, it might be worse for you next time around. So <laughs> yeah. a little back and forth there. Yeah, it's not like they're missing anyone that's going to come back later in the year. Like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck he's thinking, but. That was a tough scene. Everyone was looking forward to that game, and then it was just a shitter kind of from the jump. Yeah. But, all right. Well, that wraps it up for week five. What a great, beautiful week of football. Almost a quarter of the way through it. Just or We are a quarter of the way through the whole season. So just yeah. enjoy it while it's here, boys. Yeah. Take it in.
All right, should we do a little preview of the Thursday night game coming up? I don't even know who it is. Chiefs Broncos? Where are they Broncos. going? Kansas City? Kansas City. Last yeah. time I looked, Kansas City was minus 10 and a half, and I think the over-under was 49 points. Yeah, this feels like a, a big Chiefs spot coming off of um coming off of a, a win for them. Broncos coming off of another tough loss and then have to go on the road on a short week. Mahomes has not lost to the Broncos in his career, and I don't think that changes anytime soon. That's crazy. Never. Yeah. Man, that guy is he's an alien. He's so fucking good. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's kind of a bummer that uh, this is the Thursday night game. You get a standalone game. That's probably only going to be interesting for a quarter. But wow. that's why the good Lord invented gambling. Exactly. So bet the Chiefs to cover that 10 and a half because they will. But it might come down to the fourth quarter for it. Yeah. Bet the over. Exactly. You know? Bet some player props. Just give yourself things to root for, you know? Yeah. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco over 250,000 yards. <laughs> it sounds like Kelsey might not play, although we did practice. Uh, but they're going to be able to run the ball down, their, down the Broncos' throats. Everyone has this year. so Yeah, it's going to be uh, – should be a pretty disgusting game when it's all said and done. All right, enough of that garbage. Let's move on to the MLB playoffs. Listen, there's a little bit of an elephant in the room, a big blue one. We'll get to it. Let's start with the AL. Who's the first series we got? We had Twins and Astros going. Um, They just wrapped up game three right before we recorded with the Astros taking game three in Minnesota comfortably 9-1 to to take a 2-1 series lead. Twins played well. Um, in game two to get get out of Houston with the split, but kind of came back down to earth and Astros reasserted their dominance once again. Yeah, I was praying for the Twins to pull this one out, but it kind of does feel like that second game was a little bit of a, hey, you're going to get one, but that's pretty much it. And the Astros are just such a dominant playoff team. Um, they got guys that have been there before. I don't think they're going to let the Minnesota Twins trip them up. No. Do they just go to the ALCS every year? It feels like it's been like six years now. It's it's gross. Makes me sick. Tough scenes over there. Next up, we got the Rangers and Baltimore Orioles. Orioles were the one seed and are now down two to nothing in the series. Yeah, real dominant stuff from the Rangers offense. They just got dudes in that offense. They're, they're stacked lineup. Um, definitely going to give the Orioles some problems um you know I had picked the Orioles to go to the World Series and they're really letting me down there um but you know it, it's 2-0 that's the thing with these shorter five game series like Orioles have won three games in a row a bunch of times this year you know so anything can happen things can switch but they really need the the bats to wake up and they just have such a young team they're kind of learning on the fly with with this kind of stuff. Um, we kind of touched on it before, but it's almost like they're, they're not really, it's hard to say they're a year early considering they're the one seed and they won, you know, 101 games or 102 games, whatever it was, but playoff wise, it, it does feel they're, they may be a year early. They're just so young and they have studs that will be around. Um, they're going to be a problem in the future as well, but maybe, uh, maybe they weren't quite ready for the super bright lights. 
when you look at the guys that are showing up throughout these playoffs, all these guys on the Astros, Correa with the Twins, you got you know the guys on the Rangers that have been there before. Phillies and Braves have guys that have been in World Series games, and they're playing big. All these guys are are having their big moments in these games so far, and the Orioles just don't really have a guy that's that's been around and been there and done that before. But you know, you get it through playoff experience like this. So they'll be, they'll be one fun. of those guys uh, just happened to hit a bomb as we're recording right now. Corey Seager just went deep for the. Uh... For the Rangers, give yes. them a one nothing lead in the first. So, so exactly, you got a vet on the Rangers who's been in these huge moments, had the bright lights on. You uh, know who they don't really could use a guy like that right now. You want to just get to it? That big fucking blue elephant in the room, and that's just on my mind, making me feel like shit all day. the The Dodgers suck, man. That offense drives me insane. Some of those at bats last night were just ridiculous like they had opportunities Mookie ground out to the pitcher like on on one first pitch or maybe a second baseman something they couldn't double him up because he hit it so shittily um Freddie couldn't come through guys that have been there before something happens they put on the fucking Dodgers uniform and they can't do it it drives me nuts yeah that was tough to see it felt like every time there was any kind of momentum the Diamondbacks would get just the easiest double play ball yeah. possible or like Muncie had a strikeout late in the game where it was just like, dude, what are we doing here? Like we need base runners. He's swinging his ass off at a pitch out of the zone, which is not completely on any one guy. It just feels like as an entire offense, they fell apart. And then Kershaw's arm literally fell off his body in game one. <sighs> it's just tough out here. You know, and can we talk about all these Giants fans just crawling out of the woodwork like the little cockroaches they are? They are. They're you can like you, you can just feel it when they're when they like eke out of their little sad caves yeah. that they live in all all October, you know. They just pop out to talk some shit and scurry right back in. Disgusting, disgusting creatures they are. That's enough of that one. Dodgers are still going to win the series. Starts Wednesday. They're going to win that one. You win one, then you win the next one, then guess what? You just win one more. Series over. You know how many times they've won three games in a row this year? A lot. Yeah, 37 times. (laughs) That's a a fact. Don't fact fact check it. Definitely don't multiply it either. (laughs) All right, the last one we got is the Phillies and Braves. We, We knew it. I think the whole baseball world knew it. This is the series to watch um, as far as this round goes. The Phillies took game one, three to zero. And then the Braves came back and had to, had to have one at home and they got it. Five, four in a fucking crazy game. Uh, Monday night came down to literally the last batter of the game, almost going yard. Yeah, that that uh, game, game two last night, that's a game where if – you have someone in your life that's kind of on the fence as a baseball fan. They're like, oh, it's just kind of boring. It's not that exciting. If they were watching that game, they're a baseball fan after. That was electric. That last play of the game was insane. Michael Harris made a great play. Um, you know, the ball kept carrying. Harper tried to get a good jump because they're down one. He's on first. He, he's thinking, I'm going to score and tie this game. Um, but Harris made a great play, gets the ball in in a hurry, and um, – Austin Riley just makes a great play backing up the throw and like just 
picks it and guns him out at first is a great play after hitting a home run to give him the lead the inning before too. just electric stuff. Um, stuff that makes you even more sad as a Dodgers fan that no one can step up and do things like that. <laughs> yeah. It would have felt better if the Braves were down to as well. It would have, it would have felt much better. Yeah. But that, that play was awesome. Austin Riley picked that thing and, and fucking fired a laser over there, man. That was, he did. Awesome. He did. And interesting uh, fact too, that was the first win of these playoffs by a team with a top five record in the league this year. The top five records were the Braves, um, who got their first win yesterday. It was the uh, Rays who went out um, in the in the wild card 0-2, the Orioles who are down 0-2, the Dodgers down 0-2, and then the Brewers who got swept in the wild card as well. Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah. That's baseball for you, man. That's why we talk about these playoffs being so damn exciting because – you just never know. I mean, this this happens all the time, especially when they switch to this new playoff format. These teams are sitting for a little bit, and then these wild card teams get hot and come in and just beat the shit out of them. Exactly. Exactly. All right, my friend. I think that wraps it up. You got any wise words to leave us with? No, just keep listening. Like, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts, you know. Leave us reviews. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you like and don't like. You know, we're here for the people. We're we're a couple of guys of the people, you know? 100%. Tell a friend, give them a cold drink, bring them into the water cooler. It's nice yeah. over here. The water is warm or cold, whatever you prefer. Whatever you prefer. Tell your friend to tell a friend, you know? All right, my friend. With that, I'll see you at the water cooler. Cheers. Steady. If you wanna live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night. There we go again, talking real heavy. Listen up, world, I think I'm talking pretty steady. If you wanna live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night.